Impact Driven Entrepreneur, episode number 42. In this episode, we're talking about resistance to funnels in an on-air coaching session. Buckle up. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Welcome back to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur podcast. Today, I'm going to be changing things up a little bit, and we're going to be doing an on-air coaching call with Stacy Gustuk. Um, Stacy was on the podcast before. I'm so excited. You are my first repeat guest ever. Yay. Oh, um, yay. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen. She talk, She teaches people how to go from stuck to started and to really just get going um, in their life and to achieve their goals in their life. And today we're going to just do an on-air coaching session. All of my sessions are usually guided by the client. So we're just going to see where what she needs support with and see where it goes. Um, and she is a life and accountability coach from bigdreamsandbighearts.com. So let's dig right in. Okay, this is so exciting. So today I guess we can talk about um, sales funnels and just the whole process. I mean, I obviously I realize they're super important to have, have huge benefits for my business and my clients and potential clients. But I find myself, it just dawned on me, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much resistance. Because I've noticed just seeing other people put out, you know, multiple different opt-ins and things that will really help people at different levels. And I'm like, yeah. I totally don't do that. And it's not because I don't think of things to create that would be helpful. It's as soon as I have that thought, it's like, oh, crap. But then I have to create a sales funnel. And that means like five to eight emails. And what am I going to put in those five-day emails? And then I have to do this every time I'm going to, you know, put something out there um, to help people and grow my list. It just seems, I don't know, it seems like that's not what I want to be doing. You know, like, oh, this is not fulfilling. That seems like a lot of work. And it kind of sends me into like this state where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to put. So then I just don't do it which I know is not really helping me. Okay. So let's, I mean, you have created sales funnels before. I want to just start there with the fact that like you have created them. So it's not that you don't know what to do, right? So it's this resistance. What do you feel um, has happened before when you've tried to create them or like, the current funnels that you have, you have workbooks, you have like, you have a book that you have an upsell to, right? Like you have several funnels in your business. What, first of all, are you thinking about doing a new funnel or are you wanting to optimize the ones you have? Well, I guess a little bit of both. Like I definitely want to work back through the one I already have for my workbook because I feel like it's not at the end. I think I offer a discovery call and it hasn't really been converting. So I feel like, okay, I need to, I need to work on that. Maybe there's some tweaks and stuff I can make, 
you know, to make it better. And then I was also thinking of a new one. And so I was like, oh, but that means I have to start all over is kind of, you know, how I was feeling. But I guess I don't technically have to start over because things can be reused. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think part of it is reframing like the funnel, right? So like in the eight emails and first of all, like it doesn't have to be eight emails. (laughs) I think (laughs) this is a, a really good first place to start. There is literally no quote unquote right and wrong number of emails, number of sequence, like what that looks like. That's where you get to be creative. So I know you are creative and you, and you always come up with great ideas, right? So like you have that as a strength coming in. Um, and I think it's just reframing it to like, you can use, I mean, I think essentially it comes down to the point of when you, somebody opts into your list, they don't know you. So they have to learn who you are, what you do. So like, we want them to work with you. Right. And then, uh, the third one, the third thing is like communicating to them what to expect. Right. Because like, they may have never in their life opted into something, right? So like we need to really just handhold them through that. And you're really good at helping people with accountability and with support and that kind of stuff. So I think it's like reframing the whole thing to hold on. This is just a chance for me to introduce myself and actually walk them through what I do and communicate with them and help them to see like what what this experience will be like for them right it's not like we're going to send them email after email after email every day and like not tell them ahead of time that's rude right like <laughs> yeah that'd be a bit overwhelming <laughs> yeah so does that help you to at least want to be willing to give it a try or at least tweak what you have Yes, because it, you know, it definitely feels better when I'm just looking at it. It's like, okay, you know, a lot of these people would be new to me. And so they really wouldn't have an idea, you know, like a good idea of who I was, you know, what kind of work I even did. Could I even help them pass whatever they were opting in for? Um, And then just what to expect from whatever they opted in for, plus, you know, just future um, information as regards to what I do send out to my list. So that makes sense. And, and then it kind of relief gives me some relief because I feel like it's something that I could have in like my Google docs and I could pull it out when I wanted to create other things mm-hmm. and then just tweak it depending on whatever that new opt-in is, you know, so that it still flows and makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the pieces of that initial welcome sequence, you can always reuse parts of it, like your welcome story and your introduction, like, hello, that's, that's always going to be you, right? So that part can be reused for almost every single opt-in you ever create. Um, And this is one of those things, just like everything else that I usually talk about, but it's about mastery. It's not about getting it perfect the first time. So you said part of the problem is you have some funnels that are not converting to discovery calls, right? Yes. So there's a story there around like, oh, funnels just don't work. Is that, is that possibly true or am I totally off? 
Oh, I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, it's so easy to get into that phase of like, you know, I mean, usually if we're in entrepreneurs and in like the coaching industry, we're subscribed to other people's list. And so we can kind of see what they're sending and you're like, oh, I would totally want to click on that. Or, you know, I did click on that. And you're like, well, people aren't doing that for mine. So something's wrong. Like it's not working for me. Um, mm -hmm. But I do believe, you know, it's just like I haven't found, I guess the sweet spot would be the right thing. Um, mm -hmm. And going back through my stories and things that I do share, because a lot has changed. I know we talked about that. Like some of the stories I was sharing often maybe aren't, you know, stories from my ideal client. Yes, exactly. So what I would love to do is like look at what that initial welcome story is and make sure that that's drawing in that person that is your ideal client. Um, oh, that's a good idea. So that's one, one area, right? And then the reason that they opt in, like um, if the problem, I mean, it will depend on what your data is. Do you have data? I mean, I could always pull it up, like how many opens I, I have for like each email in the sequence. Yeah, like how many, what's your conversion rate on the landing page? on the actual page can you tell that from your i know i think you use squarespace right yeah i don't think it shows me very far back but i did talk to my designer because she uses squarespace too and she said there was a an app that i can get through squarespace and it goes on the phone and she said it's going to give me way more information so that's something i need to download okay so i would get that so that we know what we're working with because if we know that like if a hundred people land on this single page and only five opt in, I know that's where my blockage is, right? Like I know that's where people are not going <laughs> to the next phase, right? Okay. If I know that I've promoted it every single day, you know, 20 times a day, <laughs> or I'm driving tons of traffic like on social media to it, but nobody's clicking over and landing on that page, then I know that the blockage is in how I'm advertising it. Or maybe it's like the actual title or what the opt-in actually is. Okay. Okay. So we can, with these numbers and this data, specifically like how many people landed there and how many people converted, that's what I need to know in order to say like, this is where the blockage is. Okay. Okay. So looking up how many people actually ended up on the page. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing is throughout that sequence, right? So <clears throat> if the story doesn't match like, you know, why they opted in or like it's not relatable to that person, they're not going to continue on, right? So it's every step. I mean, this is why I love funnels because we can just like, it's not about us or like us sucking or doing something wrong. It gives you all the data. And so you can just look at like based on the numbers. And I know you started to do this a few weeks ago, like looking at your open rate and your click through rate, like based on the numbers, we can really start to see what is working and what is not working. Yes. And I was, well, once I got more consistent and I was looking, I was like, okay, 
you know, it was looking much better as far as, you know, what I was sending out because my list is pretty small. So comparison to what my list is versus, you know, the opens and those were good, but still not very many clicks. Mm -hmm. Whether so it's a for, discovery call or maybe like a call to action for my book or, you know, something from my t-shirt line or something like that. Still, I was like, oh, I need to get, find a way to increase the click. Okay. So for that, it's how we're positioning the offer in that email. So like the reason that the people aren't clicking to the next step is because of the copy is just not convincing them to click. Like they're not ready to buy. <laughs> okay. So when I write copy to sell something inside of an email, how I like to think about it is almost like a lawyer presenting a case to the jury. In that email, you're going to want to have pretty much like points to present why the jury should be convinced that, that the person is guilty or not guilty. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. But instead it's like the reasons why now is a good time to buy that thing right now or why they need this program or product or service. Okay. I think that's something I haven't been utilizing Mm -hmm. like I was noticing, um, I do like a lot of checking in with people, you know, via messenger or email, mm -hmm. um, just like checking in, following up, seeing, seeing what's going on. And I noticed that within like one week's time, I was talking to different people and like four different people told me they were separated or going through a divorce. And I thought, that's so odd. How is it that many people in just one week that I've talked to? Um, mm -hmm. So something was like, yeah, but I've never been divorced. So, you know, I don't know how would that mean anything, you know, for me to be able to help them was kind of, you know, what I was thinking, like, how could I help them do that? I know it's, it's got to be, um, you know, a difficult time, whether, you know, you're the one filing or the other person is, you know, it's definitely a, diff a change in your life. And I was talking to somebody else and they were like, Stacy, hello, your book and I was like, yeah, but I, I've not been divorced. And they're like, that doesn't matter. Um, you were in a relationship for many years and, you know, you left, you started over. So whether you were divorced or not, you know, that part really doesn't matter. Um, you know, you have several different stories in your life that are in your book that shows, you know, d new chapters may be scary and they may be hard, but they're not impossible and so much bet you know so many better things can come from it and I was like oh you know I didn't even I didn't even think about it like that because the next thing that comes up for me was like well I don't want to ever seem insensitive so if I'm talking with someone about things like that that are sensitive topics I feel like oh well if I'm inserting hey you know I wrote this book and you know blah 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 I feel like they're gonna feel like I don't hear them um, you know, like, oh, yeah, I just shared that with her, and now she's trying to sell me her book. You know, like, I don't want it to ever come across that way, so I think that's why I, you know, I won't, I won't share anything that I'm working on, because I don't want people to think I'm insensitive to what they're, 
telling me or I don't hear them because I do very much. I feel that, you know, the opposite way. I care a lot and I don't want them to feel like I don't hear them because I do. And I do want to be able to help them out in some way. And so she was like, well, helping them out would be, you know, obviously you're listening to them and you're empathetic and you don't discredit what whatever they're saying, but you could point out some things and, you know, why you feel like your book would help them and ask them if they're interested and to know more. And if, if they are, then you give them the link. And, you know, if not, then, then they're not, it's not like you are slapping them in the face. Yeah, I totally agree. So it's, I think this comes down to like owning the value of your expertise, right? Like you left a toxic relationship. So like it comes back to like trusting that your book is going to inspire them and help them through that, right? So it it comes back to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what, and once y'all say that, it's like, okay, yeah, I guess I felt like, oh, it has to be a hundred percent relatable. I have to have went through the same experience and, you know, or they're going to feel like I don't get where they are. And I just always have that fear. You know, that's one of those fears of, you know, what other people think where to me, the worst thing someone could think about me would be that I'm being insensitive to where they are and I'm just trying to make a profit. Like to me, that's like the worst thing anybody could think about me. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple things here for a second. I'm going to come back to that one. But yesterday on the group coaching call, um, I made a really like, it was kind of like a, a joke, but it was also really realistic. Um, I feel like this happens in the coaching industry a lot where it's like, you only can teach from a place of you learned it through your own life experience. And I think that it gets to a point where we are trying to have gone through that exact thing so much that we actually hurt our own progress. And I think this is a great example of it. And the example that I gave was that like, okay, well, I was a nurse. I worked in neuro ICU and brain surgery for years. I worked in organ transplantation, right? Like I didn't have to transplant my own organ or have my own brain surgery in order to take care of my patient, right? Like I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's also kind of what you're expecting of yourself, <laughs> in this situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, really. (laughs) So it's like, well, I can still be really loving and really caring and really like, just hold the space for them as they're grieving or as they're dealing with this, like hardest thing they've ever probably dealt with as a family, right? But I can do it in a way that doesn't, um, make me uncredible, right? Like that doesn't make me any less credible. That's true. And especially for you. And I don't think like for everybody else listening, like ignore this part, but like for you, Stacey, like you have a degree in this, right? Like (laughs) I know. And I always feel like it, I I don't know why I struggle with that. I'm like, I do, I do have a degree in psychology, but for some reason I have this block about, well, what did I really learn from that? You know, it just keeps coming back because I feel like I don't really apply specific theories or principles, you know, because that's what psychology is. It's a lot of theories. Um, Mm -hmm. 
except for the self-fulfilling prophecy. I feel like that comes up a lot in coaching um, because it's, mm -hmm. it's mindset, right? So other than that, I feel like, oh, well, what did I really take away from that? Other than, you know, I learned how to, you know, manage and balance life in sort of a chaotic way because it's a lot. Um, so, and I learned a lot about myself going through it. And then I learned that I could do it being a first generation college graduate. But I think because it, I didn't get out of it in the end, what I had expected to get, I guess, leaves me feeling like I didn't get anything. If that makes sense. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But at the same time, like, is that another unrealistic expectation you're setting or right or like another excuse to not really own your, your genius? Oh, I'm sure because I don't feel like it's my genius. You know, I have that, you know, those limiting to limited beliefs. It's like, Oh, I would have to go like study some more. I, I need to, you know, but yeah, that's basically it. Like I need to study some more. I need to dig into some more research. I need to figure out what theories I feel like, you know, apply in the coaching world and focus more on that. You know, it's, it's really about just kind of going back to that whole college thing. Like I need to <laughs> cite my sources and I need to know their exact process before I start talking about this thing because I don't want to give misinformation. That mm. That's the kind of thing that comes up. It's like total college stuff <laughs> that they're like, don't do this and make sure you do that. Okay. So like what would happen if you didn't follow any of those rules? Really? Probably nothing. I mean, the likelihood that someone's going to be like, Oh, Stacy, you mentioned the self-fulfilling prophecy, but you didn't, you know, give credit to who said it or you left out like a part that they stated. I mean, it really doesn't, it's not like I'm getting a failing grade. Exactly. So <laughs> this goes back to, and I know we've talked about this before, right? Is like, are we letting the, those like conditioning that we have had in our life, like dictate our future, right? Because here's, here's the thing, right? If we continue to stifle the growth of, you know, your business and your, your getting out there, even if it's like that one person that you said like, Hey, you know, this book might help you. And then they read it and they're like, oh my gosh, this book gave me the strength when I was going through the divorce, right? Like think about what if you had that when you were going through what you went through. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's like why my book is named what it's named. You know, it's not just me, the freedom and knowing because that's the whole big picture is realizing that the things that I went through in my life are not just isolated events that I've experienced. You know, there are so many other people who've experienced similar things and I've heard their stories and I've seen where they are today versus where they were, you know, all these things that come have come to pass when their life at one time never give, give them a glimpse, you know, of really what was to come. And so by that, you know, that was very inspiring. It's like, oh, wow, look what she was able to do. But this is where she was. You know, her life was, she wasn't in a position, you know, per se, to have what she has now. But it's just really, you see the things that sometimes in life, you know, you just have to, to overcome things, you have to go through it. There's no, you know, you can't go above it or below it or beside it. You have to go through it. And I think that's what makes us 
you know, so unique and awesome and able to help other people is by going through. And that's really why I wrote the book. I mean, writing the book was easy. The putting it out for the world was what was hard. I mean, I've been kind Mm -hmm. of going through it so I can add some stuff to the membership site um, when people buy it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I put this part in here, you know, because it's personal and it's scary, right? But Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself at the same time, I put this in here because somebody else needs to hear it because somebody else needs to know that they're not the only person in that situation and their life doesn't have to stay that way. You know, they have a choice and one, one small decision at a time really does add up to make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. So I want you to let me know, cause you mentioned here that like how you move through something is by going through it. Right. So what would it look like if you went through this, like this, these limiting beliefs that you're having about the promotion of the book and the promotion of your services and like owning all of that expertise that you have, like what would going through that look like? It would be that, um, like how we were talking about in the group, like doing fulfilling work, right? That's what it would be because I would be able to get feedback from the people who are reading the book and hear from them, you know, how it impacted them, what they were able to take away. I mean, even some people already have given me shared things when they read it. And I'm like, wow. Um, wow. Like you write something and you hope it has an impact on people, but when people start sharing the impact, it's mind blowing. So I feel like Mm -hmm. obviously that's a, you know, a boost in confidence and just like feeling good that I did the hard thing because it benefited other people. And then it would really allow me to help help other people in them in their life and help them to get more on track with where, you know, they've desired to be, but for whatever reason aren't there. So it it really allows me to fulfill the whole reason that, you know, I stepped into coaching and speaking and writing a book is to help people change their lives and to, you know, have that fulfilled feeling themselves instead of outwardly searching for it you know just going back to the thing with college you know I felt like that was going to be the thing you know I'm going to graduate and I'm going to have this degree and then you know all is going to be right in my life well when that happened and that wasn't the case mm-hmm. you know it's like a letdown it's a disappointment so it's it can be hard to pick yourself up and kind of move forward you know to figure out what it is so a lot of times you know we're searching for the outward fulfillment those things are just a piece, you know, it's really like a moment. It's not really what sustains us. So mm-hmm. it would, I mean, it would feel really amazing because it wouldn't okay. be about me. You know, it's other people getting what they need. Exactly. And isn't that like what our work is all about, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> the whole impact yeah. of an entrepreneur, like, everything you do is about this, right? So tell me kind of like, what would be the first step? Like we always talk about the mountain. Like I feel like me and you always talk about a mountain (laughs) and you're really good at breaking down steps for people, right? So if that's the mountain, the mountain is like, I'm free. I'm 
publicly speaking about this more. And like, I'm selling my book because I know it's going to make a difference in the world for people. And I'm like, you're doing it from that love space, right? Like what is the next step for you on that mountain right now? Actually sharing it with people, like literally Mm -hmm. going back through some of the people that I have followed up with recently and that have shared different life things. Um, whether they're still in college working on furthering their education or they're going through divorce or, you know, no matter what it is, really reaching back out and saying, you know, I, I've actually thought about, you know, I've still been thinking of you and I did write this book and I, you know, this is what I think it would do for you and just, and offering it to them because I feel like that now that I didn't offer it, I'm doing them a disservice because it's a resource that they don't know about. Exactly. Exactly. So I love that idea. So I want you to do that with all of your outreach people, but like also your email list. Have you been promoting it? I know you, you did some promotion of your product line, but have you promoted the book to your email list? I did, but now I'm like, okay, I need to go back and kind of look at those emails and look at the copy and see, you know, if I was clear in the purpose of why you need this now and what this will do for you. Yeah. And I think it might be really helpful is to first do the people that you're manually reaching out to, because you know specifically why you're giving it to them and why it would benefit them. And that's going to allow your copy to be really direct to that person that really needs it. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So you can use, like, from the manual outreach, you can use that copy then for the um, the emails that you're going to send to your list again. And it's okay to, to um, promote your book multiple times to your email list. So if it was a while ago, like, do you remember around when it was that you last promoted it? Um, it's definitely been sometime within the last four weeks. Okay. So I would do it again because it's been a month. Okay. Yeah, I'll go through and look to know exactly like when I did because I know I was doing it more often because I was like, oh, I don't really mention this. Um, and then it because it is so diverse and just the different examples and different things, it's like so many different people could use it in different stages of life. And I'm sure I'm not listing all those out in the email Mm-hmm. So you might even pitch it like to nichely, right? Or like if you segment in your list, you could just segment those people, right? So if it's because I know you serve people like with career changes and with um, relationship struggles, right? So you can kind of segment that or um, tailor it to that audience a little bit more. Like one month you promote it more as for relationships, another month you promote it more towards career change. Does that make sense? Yes. I hadn't thought about that. Because it's like, it's like the more specific that you can be, the better. That's true. A lot of people are on my list from getting my stuck to started workbook, which helps people, you know, we all have so many different ideas of things that we want to do or we have to do. Um, and the list can get pretty long 
and overwhelming. And so the whole, well, where do I even start? I don't, at this point, I can't even identify what's, what is top priority. And even identifying that, you're kind of like, okay, well, now where do I go? And so the workbook really helps people with that, being able to kind of get everything out of their head and get it organized and, you know, really be able to see it to identify their top three things and then really walking them through connecting to the goal so that they'll fulfill mm -hmm. it, you know, so that they take it deeper and they really know the true importance of it. And once we have that, it's much easier for us to move forward daily. So a lot of people are on my list for that reason. Okay. So I would um, send to that whole segment all about that. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I didn't think about doing it in different segments. Mm-hmm. And I want to also say here, because I know you do speaking, like not only have, are you on a speaking tour right now, but like also you do a lot of podcast casting. <laughs> you like my new bird. <laughs> I do. I love it. Um, but so what I would like to encourage you to do is to go on a podcast speaking tour specifically to promote the book. Podcast speaking tour. Huh. So what would that look like? So that would essentially mean you're going to take like the main areas of focus for the book. Um, and you're going to pitch like a bunch of podcast hosts for each of those areas um, based on their audience of course and like you're going to make it really customized and everything and you know how to do that because you've been doing podcast speaking for a long time you might even reach out to a lot of the guests you've been on before and just see if they want another guest um, but specifically about this new topic right and you're simply just going to say you know like mention your book specifically like that's the goal oh, okay so I get it. So when I'm taking those, like the main areas for my book, those are just the stories and different things I'll share because it's really easy to talk about. Well, in my book, I talk about this or go, you know, more in detail. Um, I know a lot of podcasters ask for like an opt-in, but I know that's normally something free. So I've always have been hesitant to say, Hey, can we link my book? But do you think that that's a bad thing per se? I mean, it's not like a high end offer less than $16. So I feel like it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah. So a lot of people will just promote your book for you. If, if it's a podcast guest, like I've had people on this show even like promote their book. Um, so a lot of people make an exception for books. So you'll want to talk to the specific host and ask them if it's okay. But even if they say no, what I want you to do is promote an opt-in, even if it's the stuck to started. And right now you're not promoting the book in the back end funnel because you're promoting, is that the one that you're promoting discovery calls? Yeah. But I guess I, I mean, that's actually, you gave me an idea. I, it could be the book. Yeah. So let's switch that to the book because the book is still an entry point for your group coaching program, right? Like it's not like the end of the funnel is a $16 book sale. It's no, you're actually going to be upselling to the group coaching program. 
That's true because, and, and it does, it will take them so much further. I mean, just reading it and getting, you know, all the insights and ahas from there, but they will get access to the VIP membership site, which I'm still trying to decide like how long, you know, that should be um, for free, which that membership site will walk them through their own personal transformation. So it's okay. pretty, pretty cool. Exactly. So like you can get them a lot more results through offering the book and then, and then offering, um, you know, inside the members area, maybe you have specific offers for discovery call when they're already more warmed up. Oh, you know, I, I was kind of wondering how that was going to work. Like once I created the membership site, because I know there's so much value and so there's so much in there. I can't give like the whole membership site away for free for forever. Um, mm -hmm. That would do me a disservice and it would do them a disservice. So I was thinking about doing like a monthly fee, um, like a low cost monthly fee if they want to continue going through it. But then I was kind of wondering, okay, well, how do I go forward if they want to do like one-on-one -on -one coaching or other things that I have? So I could set up a place in the members area that offers a discovery call. I hadn't even thought about that. Absolutely. You'll want to offer it inside the members area. And like, just like how I do in my business, like you're going to want to offer, you know, quality assurance calls and just making sure that if they need more support that they know to come to you and you can do it through a discovery call to see what else they need. Okay. That's cool. That's a good idea. I'm going to add that in there. Okay. And I do like the idea of even if I can't promote my book, cause I understand, you know, like if, if they're not okay with that, cause their audience doesn't really know me and you know, they're being kind enough to share their audience with me that I could still just do the workbook and then, just change the call to action at the end to the book because it would still fit. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is like, you'd be able to track that um, still, right? So like if discovery calls not working, first of all, like me and you can look inside the Google doc and everything like at those specific numbers and make a final decision. But if discovery calls aren't working because people aren't, aren't doing it, like, let's give this a try, right? Like marketing's all about A-B testing and trying, right? So like, let's do a try with this, with the book and see what that converts out, what that clicks out, right? Like it's worth a try. I agree. I agree. I think it would be a good idea just to try it out and see what the difference, you know, what the difference, if there is a difference and then, you know, kind of go for there. If it's something I need to stick with or if I need to start looking at other things to do. Mm -hmm. exactly. I think I went with discovery call because that just felt like, oh, that's, you know, just what you do at the end pretty much. But what works for other people may not be working for me. Yeah. And it can be a million different reasons, right? Like maybe it's just not the right time or maybe like it's the copy. Like, like there's just a million things. And so it's not that that's I mean, it's always up for change. That's true. That's true. And I'm open to tweaking it and working on it. It's kind of, it's kind of cool when you can start to see a difference um, in an area that you did change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like when we worked on the open rates. Yes. 
Oh yeah, it's it's cool to be able to see that. Like, oh okay, this works so much better. I need to focus here. Mm -hmm. hey. Yeah, but I think this big picture strategy is going to help you more. So like we in the call so far, like we work through the mindset block of like, oh my gosh, I'm selling my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you mentioned that like for you to go through that, it would be doing fulfilling work and getting feedback about the book and um, feeling good that you did the right thing and getting it into the hands of people that really needed it. Right? Yes, definitely. So then we came up with the plan, which was um, to share it more with people. And then you um, decided we're going to tweak that initial funnel sequence to actually promote the book instead of discovery calls and give that a try. Of course, like we can look inside like the Google Doc for everyone listening, by the way, like we look in, I do, I'm a consultant, so I will look at everything that she's working on in the back end. So we'll look at that and then we're going to do the speaking tour to promote the book specifically. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that'll be feel like huh, I can breathe a little bit. So I feel, I, you know, I was starting to feel like that. I knew I need, I knew there were things that I needed to change and I needed to do to try to get things to work and flow better. But, you know, mm -hmm. I was stuck in my own head of like, oh, anytime I'm going to sell something, I always go through that phase of, oh my gosh, I'm going to sell this thing. <laughs> and I have all those mm -hmm. mindset blocks, like every single time, no matter what it is. Yeah. And it's just like, part of you know working through it like you said right it's like we have to just work through that and get to the next side which is us getting to help the people that we were meant to help with the work that we're doing that's so true yay awesome i'm so excited awesome and then i think one more thing that i i'm like still kind of having as a loose end in my head is with your ongoing membership site, we can talk about what that offer will look like. Um, did you promise them like a certain number of months for free or like what have you already promised them, if anything? I just mentioned that it was for free. I didn't give a certain date because I have to go in and um, look at member space and see exactly what they're going to allow me to do. Okay. So we can work on those details like in the group later. Um, and we can just like iron everything out, but I think it's more than generous for you to give any of it for free. <laughs> so, um, I think like a seven or 14 day trial is plenty. Um, I wouldn't want you to do it for free forever. Just like you said, I mean, that's not what you're planning. So, which was like my first idea, like I'm going to create this and it's going to be free. And then when I started kind of going through to see what content was going to be in there I was like oh my god no way this is like way too much stuff to to give away for free and then then logically thinking too it's like yeah but I'm investing in a designer to make the course so that I don't have to spend the time making it I just create the content and creating the content is going to take you know I'm still not actually honestly done um, adding in videos and other things that I've seen going back through the book again uh, oh, I can add this. So there's just no way to compensate for my time and paying a designer and all that. It would just make no sense. 
Perfect. Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page for that. So we'll (laughs) make decisions moving forward on that. Like once, you know, things are more settled with the membership site, but I think for now you have plenty to work on with the current funnel and then with like pitching to new podcasts and like reaching back around to those places that you've already spoken at. Yeah. I'm excited because a lot of those, um, podcasts that I did, I didn't, maybe I didn't mention my book or my book probably wasn't even available. So it's, it'll be something new for them as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. Okay. I'm so excited for you. This is so much fun as always. I love chatting with you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. To connect with Stacy further, go to bigdreamandbighearts.com. And um, I hope you enjoyed this laser coaching session. This is a lot of what our coaching is like. And like I said, you know, I'm a coach and a consultant. So I actually take a look at all of that back end stuff of her funnel and help her to actually do it, you know, manually, not just tell her what to do, but also help her and like take her along the process as we're working on the actual physical document and getting that out there. So that is um, one thing. There's another thing that I feel like I need to tell you. We kept mentioning the group there and the group that I'm talking about there is the Impact Formula. That is my signature program uh, that helps you to grow and scale your business. And so we have a members area as well, like with training videos, as well as um, a Facebook group. And that Facebook community has become this amazing mastermind of super talented people just like Stacy who are, you know, masterminding together and coming up with solutions and innovations for their own businesses, as well as my support, obviously, like along the way. But it's just like the energy that's in that group has just been so amazing and incredible, as you can tell, right? Like with people like Stacy in the program, it's going to be like a, a different kind of group program. So that is kind of like a recap of everything. Now, if you feel like you would benefit from a session like this, where we get really clear on what's going on in your business and and what needs to happen to increase your profit and impact, then go ahead to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on schedule a session right at the top. It's a pink button. You can't miss it. And we'll do a free complimentary discovery call and assessment of your business and really just take a look at where you are right now with your marketing and your sales, where the profit gaps are and help you to create a plan moving forward uh, that will help you increase your profit and impact. So thank you so much for tuning in. Have an amazing, amazing week and I will chat with you next week. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on blog. Enjoy.